you just feel like everything I've learned is wrong. And also, what's even more important to me is I went into healthcare because I wanted to help people. And so when you realize that the way that you're doing dentistry is not really helping, like it's not helping, it could actually be doing harm to them, then that's when I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to do this anymore um, unless I'm doing it the right way. When I left that conference, I left going, I can't do extractions. I can't do fillings. I can't do cleanings. I can't do, because I'm just going to hurt people if I keep doing them the way that I do them. But what that did for me was it actually, it put a fire underneath me to continue doing continuing education and continue to invest in my practice and invest in the technology and learn all of this stuff because I didn't want to stop doing dentistry, but I didn't want to do dentistry in a way that could hurt people and myself. Welcome friends to an episode of Your Mouth Matters. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Rebecca Taylor. I'm Barry Napier. This of course is hosted by Green City Dental and O2Donics. And today I have a fascinating story for you. First, Dr. Taylor, welcome. Thanks. We're going to tell your story today, which I've gotten little bits and pieces of it. And it's, it's a pretty cool story. So take us back, way back. How did you, how did you get into dentistry? What was it? Was this an early calling? Like, just, just give us the story. Yeah. So my mom was a dentist. So growing up, I, after school would hang out at the dental office. And one of my favorite things to do was take dental impressions on myself. I was a weird kid. And so I grew up basically in a dental family. My parents had a family business. My dad would do the books. My mom would do the dentistry. And my mom was pretty cutting edge because she was like one of the first female dentists. And she was based in Seattle and she started doing a lot of continuing education. And I was just kind of like immersed in that world at a very young age. I have really, some of my earliest memories actually are going into my mom's bathroom and finding her dental scalers that she would use to clean teeth. And I would pin my golden retriever down. I would sit on his head and I would scale his teeth. And actually, lucky dog. He's lucky dog. I know. I don't know if he thinks he was lucky. He did. I'm sure he hated it. Um, but. but but actually, it was it was really fun. So I found it fascinating. There was like plaque on the teeth. I would scale my own teeth. My mom would say, "Hey, did you brush your teeth today?" And I'd say, "No, but I scaled them." So I was at a very young age doing my own cleanings and my scaling off all of the plaque from my teeth. And then, of course, I would pin down the dog and do it on the dog after I was finished with myself. And then I would just slip that tool back into the bathroom. Right? It was. It was, I, I'm not sure my mom totally knew that was happening. Does your mom know the story now? She does. Okay. Yeah, definitely. I had to come clean. So anyways, that's, that was my background. So I was just fascinated with teeth and, and plaque and all that at a really young age. And then when I got into dental school, I had this dental background, right? So a lot of the things that I learned at dental school, my mom would be like, I don't know, we should read more about that subject, right? Cause in dental school, they taught us mercury fillings are totally safe. Fluoride is safe. Um, the airway has nothing to do with the bite. So there's all these things. And she had, she was the type of dentist that did a lot of continuing education. And she, she encouraged me to question some of the things. So I think that just having that background helped me just be a little more curious. And then when I got out of dental school, I bought this very old practice. It was a, I always tell people it was a one man show. He had two operatories. He had no dental assistant. He had no hygienist. He had a part-time front office person. And he just did everything himself, super old school. And when I bought his practice, he, I, I was going through the cupboards and I found like pure bottles of mercury, just bottles of mercury. Those things are heavy. 
Like they're dense. It's dense. It feels like you're yeah. holding a weight. Like you're just you're like, oh, this little bottle is like, mm, it's so heavy. So he was mixing all of his mercury fillings. This was back in the 2000s, like early 2000s, right? So he was mixing everything himself and the office was carpeted there was linoleum floor from the 1950s or 60s i found things in his office that had expired in the 1980s i even found a playboy magazine from 1992 which i did did not keep (laughs) unfortunately um but anyways i just so that his office was just this this kind of a dump and and i actually ended up getting hives over like all over my body and I was really really health conscious at that time I grew up in a vegetarian family I was really into like food as medicine and our healthcare system being broken so I was really conscious about what I ate that's again the, the background that it came from but it was it was fascinating to me just how we can use our food for our medicine and and our lifestyle to make us healthy and so I was really confused when I got hives all over my body and they were just so itchy and I I couldn't figure out what was going on. I went to urgent care actually, which I never do. And they were like, we don't know. It was probably something you ate. You should just have a cortisone shot. And I was like, I'm not gonna, if you can't tell me what's wrong with me, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't eat anything weird. This is, this is weird. This is not typical. So I started doing research and I was working at that time with my mom's practice a couple days a week. And she had a patient that did homeopathy that came in. And I was telling her about this, this stuff going on with my health. And she just looked at me and she said, have you had a metal test done? And I was like, what's that? What's a metal, t- what do you mean metals? And she's, you're in dentistry, it's super dirty. Like you're around mercury fillings and all this gross toxic chemicals. Metals. Yeah, all these toxic metals. And have you checked your own body to find out if you have metals? And I was like so confused because in all of dental school, nobody ever talked to us about metals and being around the mercury, we, we learned that fish mercury is bad for you, but filling mercury is totally fine. So it was like this whole like new idea for me. And so I ended up going to see her and we did a metal test and my mercury levels were way high. Through the roof. Way high. Yeah. yeah. Really, really high. And so it was an aha moment for me because I went, oh my gosh, I my environment and dentistry is what's causing me to get sick here. And it was, I think, being curious already and also having the mindset of food is medicine and let's change our lifestyle. I was just like, whoa, this is crazy. Um, So I went online and I started researching and I started looking at different studies that looked at mercury and dentistry and our exposure. And I actually found the IAOMT, which is an international organization that has is made up of physicians and doctors and they are all worried about mercury toxicity in dentistry. So I realized, whoa, I'm not, I'm not alone here. There's a whole bunch of dentists. And so I started, I went to their conference and it just, I remember sitting at that conference and I just got sick to my stomach because I could not believe that how toxic dentistry was and how nobody had ever told me before. I thought, whoa, all these new dentists and all these old dentists and people that are having kids, they're, they have no idea how toxic dentistry is to their bodies and their health. And anyways, so that's that's how I got into the type of dentistry that I do and my story. That must have been one of those moments in your life where you never forget that shifts your entire perspective. It was one of, it's always like that matrix moment of all of a sudden you're, you're like, wait a minute, reality is not what I thought it was. Totally. Everything I was taught and like everything I learned in school, everything is wrong. Oh, not everything, but there's some key 
miss there's some key errors of of science or truth or whatever that led to a complete shift in your perspective on the practice and how you wanted to practice and how you were going to practice moving forward yeah totally you just feel like everything i've learned is wrong and also what's even more important to me is i went into healthcare because i wanted to help people and so when you realize that the way that you're doing dentistry is not really helping like it's not helping it could actually be doing harm to them then that's when i'm like oh my gosh I don't want to do this anymore um, unless I'm doing it the right way. When I left that conference, I left going, I can't do extractions. I can't do fillings. I can't do cleanings. I can't do, because I'm just going to hurt people if I keep doing them the way that I do them. What that did for me was it actually, it put a fire underneath me to continue doing continued education and continue to invest in my practice and invest in the technology and learn all of this stuff because I didn't want to stop doing dentistry but I didn't want to do dentistry in a way that could hurt people and myself. Yeah, so that almost really, that really set up um, the second stage of your career, of your development, of your growth as a practitioner, where you then took it upon yourself to, to almost, you know, re-educate yourself and, and re-educate yourself to a much higher level, higher standard, a different standard mm-hmm. to go and figure out, okay, if everything I was taught isn't exactly correct. What is the truth and what is the best way to do it? And I'm going to go out and figure that out. Yeah. So you went on, you've been on a mission. I, I did. And you're on that mission today, yes. but you've learned so much. You've completely changed your practice and how you practice and have now built a, a team of practitioners around you yep. that has brought this new philosophy to life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I feel really fortunate that I figured all this out early in my career because a lot of dentists don't. Well, like um, anything, people get stuck in their ways. And yeah, it's, it's so much easier not to change. I spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on equipment, technology, and, and my own education. I was, I was flying somewhere about every other weekend for continuing education. And I just felt like I had to do that because every time I would learn something new, the rabbit hole would get deeper and deeper and deeper. And it wasn't like, oh, you just take a weekend course and now you're a biological holistic dentist. I know that that holistic dentistry and biological dentistry can be a marketing gimmick in some practices. And that's just not what we are. Green City Dental is about treating root cause, getting deep with people and helping people put the pieces of their health back together. And to me, that's the only way that I'm, that it's the only way that I can practice dentistry. It's incredible. So yeah, and it makes a difference. One of the things that we want to explore on this podcast in future episodes are just all the different the different tools and, and techniques that we have at our disposal at Green City and how that compares and contrasts to maybe different traditional or conventional ways of doing things. So we have so many fun upcoming conversations that you're not going to want to miss if you've ever been to a dentist before. And that's most of us, right? Like pretty much everybody, you grow up in yeah. dentistry and going to the dentist is just part of, it's part of your life. It's part of what you do until you get to an adult and you potentially neglect your teeth. Don't, don't let that happen to you. Okay. Word of warning, but we have a completely different side of the dental experience to share with you an inside view into why your mouth matters, the health of your mouth and the different techniques and tools and therapies that we have to really optimize it. And it's surprising how connected the mouth is to overall body health. That's another thing where I, people don't usually put those dots together. Yeah. It's weird to me that in- medical insurance will cover like here and down 
They don't cover the eyes and the mouth apparently isn't connected to the rest of the body. It's weird. The mouth is the beginning of the digestive system. It's how we get our nutrients. And you would think that that would obviously be connected systemically in other ways. Um, and I think there are lots of studies now coming out that are showing those connections, which is really awesome because we now have actual studies that support that, right? It makes sense. Oh yeah, the mouth is connected to the rest of the body. You would think that they correlate. But now we actually have studies, a lot of studies to back it up. And the public is becoming more aware of those oral systemic connections, which is awesome. And, and so are dentists, I would say. If you're listening to this and you're thinking, wow, obviously now I want to experience this kind of dentistry. It'd be like, be like learning there was a, you've been going to see a regular doctor and then there was this doctor from the future down the street that you could go see that had all this cool <laughs> new tech and of different stuff. And you're like, I want to go see the future doctor. Cause it sounds like they figured some stuff out where he comes from and she comes from. So that's, that's how I want you to think about Dr. T future doctor. She's figured some stuff out and she's going to help educate us and bring us along to this new, better future where our dental health is much, much better than it is today. Um, but if you, if you're listening and you're thinking, Hey, I want to check it out. There's a couple different ways that people generally get started with us at the practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's, there's kind of two ways that we accept new patients. Uh, one way is if you are looking for a dentist, you haven't had a dentist, you really want to switch because you're just not feeling it with your current dentist, then we'd want to see you for a comprehensive exam. Okay. That is a one and a half hour appointment. We take a lot of different records. We'll take a, a CT scan so we can look at the, all of the teeth, the sinuses, the spine. We even look at the pineal gland. And then we'll take our regular x-rays to look at cavities. We do cavity bacteria testing. We do a periodontal slide to evaluate your microbiome in your mouth. And then we also take a digital scan of your bite that will show us different forces that are happening when you're biting down and chewing. And like I said, that appointment takes an hour and a half and we come up with a very comprehensive treatment plan that looks at everything. We look at your gums, we look at your teeth, we talk about uh, your decay rate and we talk about diet and your airway and your jaw joints and we do everything. Um, and then there's the other kind of patient that just wants us to look at something really specific. So for example, someone has a tooth that is sensitive to cold, it's been bothering them a long time and they just can't, it's not quite fixed. Maybe they have seen a dentist for this and it hasn't been fixed with the current dentist, or maybe it's just something that's been really bothering you and, and you just want that one thing checked out. So that's called a limited exam. At that appointment, we're going to take whatever x-rays or whatever types of records we need in order for us to properly diagnose what's going on in your mouth and come up with a game plan. So those are the two different ways. I will tell you that most people that come in for a limited problem exam see how different we do things in our office and they eventually end up coming for the full comprehensive exam. And so if you have a couple of things going on, I would definitely recommend the comprehensive exam because we just, it, you just get a lot more out of the appointment and you get like an entire, a comprehensive view on everything that's going on, which yeah, is helpful. Yeah. If you've, if you've like, for most people, when they think about their health experience with a health provider, like unless you're going to see an awesome naturopath, like at Sage, you generally have an approach to healthcare that is very symptomatic based, meaning I have a symptom, fix the symptom. And so it's, I have a toothache. Oh, here's the cavity or something. That's a very limited approach to your health in general, because it's not asking 
a better question, which is what else is going on or why did this happen in the first place? How did we get here? Mm -hmm. Because this, when we're, when we're experiencing pain or symptom, we're having a problem or bites off, something's weird. Our sleep is all weird because we are snoring and we have sleep apnea or all these issues or migraines related to our jaw tension. Okay. All of that stuff has come to be for a variety of oftentimes complicated and interrelated reasons. Mm -hmm. If you don't ask the question, well, how did we get here? What else is going on? You're just going to fix a little tiny part of the problem. Yeah. And it might, it might, you might fix it temporarily and then it comes back. If you've had chronic issues and you've been like, how many freaking people do I got to see to fix this? It's oftentimes what's happening is you're just getting the symptom being band -aid. addressed. Yes. It's a band-aid, band a band-aid approach. And it also is so much easier to fix things when they're small and they're not symptomatic. We have the ability to regrow enamel and remineralize, but you can only do that at the beginning of a cavity. So if you come in and you have a tooth infection and you're like, oh man, I, I just want you to look at this one tooth because I have this pain. The question is always, what's going on on the other side of your mouth? Is there smaller things that are brewing? We can put those fires out and save your teeth and be really minimally invasive, but we have to know what's going on and you might not feel that. So yeah, so I always recommend the comprehensive exam, but it, it really depends on what your situation is and what your goals are. Yeah, sometimes you, you you just want a specialist to take a look and or maybe help you solve a particular problem and then when you experience that you say yeah okay let's let's do the comp exam i want to i want to know everything yeah and that's an empowering place for you mm -hmm. as, a, as a human being to know what's going on in your body and then to be empowered with that information to make better decisions absolutely that's what we're about if that sounds exciting then give us a call Drop by, check us out online, follow us along on social. We would love it if you like, share, heart, download, all that great social engagement. Uh, we're very excited to be bringing this series to you wherever you are in the world. If you're here in Seattle, uh, obviously come by and see us sometimes. Until the next show, remember, your mouth matters. Bye. Bye.